Hey everyone, welcome to the Tilcom Baptist Church podcast. It's Pastor Andrew and just want to say happy Easter to you and you know it's still we're still in the season so you know still keep rejoicing about the Savior and his resurrection. I'm really glad that we had such an amazing Easter service yesterday with Lighthouse Baptist Church and that we were able to share in time of worship and time of word and time of fellowship afterwards. And uh, God just did some amazing things uh, through that time together. And I think that you'll hear about some of what God's been doing in our story uh, through this sermon. And I, I was was pleasantly um, just just overjoyed by the fact that we could be together and and I gave a short sermon and and Pastor Jorge Vargas of Lighthouse Baptist Church also uh, shared a short sermon and and uh, it was a very good time together and I think you know we're anticipating that God would bring us together more often uh, than just on Easter and yeah so I'm really glad that you are listening to today's podcast and I hope that you know you'll take seriously my my challenge at the end um, to think about where you are in your relationship with Jesus. Because if you have a relationship with Jesus, I just want to challenge you to continue developing intimacy with him and serving him. And then if you don't, I want to challenge you to pursue a relationship with him to want you to, I want you to ask him to be the Lord of your life. If that's if that's your desire today. And, and, uh, you know, if you want to talk more about what it means for Jesus to be your savior, I would be more than happy to talk with you. Um, you can email me at tilicumbaptist at gmail.com or you can, uh, reach me on the church, Facebook, Tilicum Baptist church. And, uh, you know, I just want you guys to know that you're loved and that, we're so excited to see what God will do in this next season as we partner with Lighthouse and also as we just continue to preach the word in, in season and out of season, wherever we're at, because uh, that's what God calls us to do and we do it for his glory. So I hope you have a great week and have a good rest. Verse uh, 1 of Luke 24. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulchre, bringing the spices which they had prepared, and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre, and they entered in, and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were very much perplexed thereabout, behold, the two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of the sinful men, and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his word, and returned from the sepulchre, and told all these things unto the eleven, and to the, all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene and Joanna, and Mary the mother of Jesus, and other women that were with them, which told these things unto the apostles. And their words seemed to them as ideal tales, and they believed them not. Then arose Peter and ran into the sepulchre, and stooping down, he 
held the linen clothes laid by themselves and departed, wondering in himself at which was come to pass. Amen. That's the reading of the word of the Lord. He is risen. Amen. Human beings have always meant and tried to ascend to the heights and reach for God. The Tower of Babel is a perfect story of that, where we see them become scattered in their, because of their arrogant attempt to think that they could, they could attain a status that was not theirs. But Jesus was lifted up for all humanity to bear the weight of their sins so that we could all be reconciled to the Father. He's extended himself to us in a pure act of love, justice, and grace by his sacrifice on the cross. And today we celebrate his resurrection. Amen? Amen. Breaking the power of sin and death and unifying those who are citizens of heaven under one new humanity. In fact, Christ's resurrection is a sign of grace that empowers believers to do good works as members of his household built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone, Ephesians 2.20 says. Paul wrote in Ephesians 2.6-7, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms of Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. You know, church, we're all here because of grace. Amen. All right. Now Paul goes on in verses 11 through 15. He says, Therefore remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, that done in the body by the hands of men, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulations. Christ's blood takes away alienation and his resurrection validates the purpose of That's his right. death. That's right. Amen. Christ's blood takes away our alienation first from God because we have all fallen short That's right. and deserve punishment and death and separation. Christ's blood takes away alienation from the labels that humanity puts on themselves. In this, in this circumstance, Paul was talking to those who were uncircumcised and circumcised, the Jews and the Gentiles. And he says, you know, this thing is not what distinguishes you anymore. Because circumcision was a sign of the covenant. Abraham. But God also made another Abraham, another covenant with Abraham that said, all nations will be blessed through you. That's right. Amen. And we know that was filled with Jesus. Christ's blood takes away 
the spiritual and social barriers that were that are in our world that separate us. Culture and society wants to separate us by race and and other factors. When Jesus wants to unite us under one humanity. See, it was a real tension between Jews and Gentiles in the early church because God always meant for his church to be a multi-ethnic expression of his, of his redeemed community, the church. See, there was also a physical dividing wall in the temple where Jews and Gentiles had to be separated in their worship. And, and then Paul says, that's no longer relevant. Because Christ fulfilled the law in its fullness. And so we're not held to, to that as, as we are to grace. Of course, it doesn't mean we go on sinning by no means. But that his resurrection validates the purpose of his death. And in 15, verse 15, Paul continues by, by saying his purpose, his purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. See, the world doesn't know what this peace is. That's right. Because this peace is something that you only have access to as a believer in Christ. And I believe that the peace that Jesus came to give us through his death and resurrection was not just a peace for an eternal life in heaven far away, but it was a peace that is meant to fill our very hearts, our minds, our bodies, and Paul, he would have known this concept of shalom, which was a wholeness, a fullness, an indwelling that was a promise for when the Lord returns to fully experience. And so we have hope that he will come back because he was raised from the dead. And if he wasn't, and and the cross was all that was there, it wouldn't be sufficient for us. So we know we know that the resurrection is in what we place hope because Jesus will return and his death brings us peace with God and with one another. Access to the Father. His resurrection is a sign of grace that empowers us to do good works as his new humanity. And I think a beautiful example of this is our churches together. Yeah. No. God has given us so much to cherish in this partnership together. And I I want to do everything we can to protect it, to give God the glory for everything that happens as we're together. Because the cross equalizes all of humanity to see our need for being saved from sin. And I'm just going to keep saying it. Jesus' resurrection gives us hope that this life of peace and unity is possible together, not just an ideal for the life ahead in heaven. Simply put, what I hope that you take away from this message 
is to draw near to the Savior. That's right. To remember that you have hope because of the resurrection of Jesus. If you came in here today and you felt despair or anxiety or any other feelings, know that Jesus has fully experienced every one of those because he's fully God and fully man. But know that intimacy with Christ is the only thing that can bring lasting peace and hope. Because intimacy with Christ leads us on mission for Christ for those who he's put around us. That God does not want us to keep this resurrection a secret, just like he didn't want the disciples to do. So let us all be disciples of Christ and to share that message today and every day. Praise God that we are brought near through the blood of Christ and his sacrifice is made sufficient and powerful by the resurrection. Amen. Amen. Where's Pastor Marcus? Thank you, Pastor Andrew. Um, what a blessing to hear that. Um, to hear that, that side of uh, uh, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, thank you, Pastor Andrew. It was truly a blessing to me to hear that. And we'll keep saying he's alive. We'll keep saying that. Um, this morning, I, I want to, uh, I want us to, um, to look at Ezekiel 37. You probably all know the story about the, uh, the land with the, the valley with, uh, with dry bones. As, as I meditate on, 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 the, on this day and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, my spirit just, just gets a hold of this other word that I want to share with you this morning. And that is the word restoration. Uh, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is, is, is not only a powerful uh, statement to a wicked world, but it's also a powerful event in humanity. It's a changing moment that would change mankind forever. The resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is the power from God to believers also, since resurrection is the foundation of a Christian life. And as resurrection um, came, came, came to be, to me the way I look at it is I, it's a second statement in uh, a more more powerful statement, but it's a second statement of what God can do with humanity if only humanity will believe. And as I read the the passage in Ezekiel 30, um, I want us to 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 uh, I'm going to read verse one and two. I'm sorry, I'm going to read verse one and two here in Ezekiel 37. And the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. And set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them around about. And behold, there were very many in, in, in the open valley, and lo, 
They were dry. When I read this passage, I see a picture of, of what, what, what humanity is at. And I see a picture like Ephesians says that, uh, the book of Ephesians in, in, in chapter 2 verse 5 says that even we, when we were dead in sin, this, this picture of, of this valley uh, is a picture of, of mankind without the Lord Jesus Christ. There's nothing but death. There's no surprise when, when you see marriages fell, falling apart, when you see families just, just being eaten out by, by, by sin and by a wicked world. It's no surprise when you see a, a, a wonderful creation of God and a person just go to waste. Because as, as the valley is full of bones that are dry, so are our, our, our humanity without the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible clearly says that even when we were dead in sin, and lo, they were very dry, says the word, now, in the, in the New Testament, in John 10, 10, uh, Jesus said, And I have come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. The resurrection gave us, gave us the power to, to, to become people with a new life, and not just a new life, but a, an abundant life. Amen. He came to give us life. He came to pull us out of, out of that valley of, of bones that were dry. He came to, to resurrect our lives as we were lost in sin and dead in sin. When He came into our hearts, when He came into our lives, He gave us life. He gave us opportunities. He, he made it possible that he would, we would enjoy not only to be alive, but all the many things that come with being alive. And I, I am calm that they might have life. I love these words. And that they might have it more abundantly. So, resurrection has given us a message. That we can go out to a dead, dead world and present the Lord Jesus Christ. That they will believe in Him and and, and be, be pulled out of that valley of dry bones and become people with life in them. As I keep reading verse 3, And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answer, O Lord God, thou knowest, that knowest, again he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord, Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter in you, into you, and ye shall live. Amen. Oh, the foolishness of preaching. Again said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 1.21, It pleased God by the foolish, foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. I love this passage, for the, after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God, 
It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. I, I don't uh, make excuses. I, I am a preacher. I love to preach. And this verse, when I, every time I read it, it just, it just encourages me. It just gives me strength. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. Oh, the message of the, of, of the cross, the message of resurrection, and the Bible. God's holy word. Remember what Paul said, it pleases God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. This community, this, this city needs to hear God's word. Huh? Needs to hear God's word, God's word being preached. We need to preach to our neighbors. We need to reach out to them. We need to tell them that our, our Savior lives. That our Savior has empowered us to, to deliver a message, message that comes from God. And it is a message. Always, I just, I just love I, most of the time I read my Bible in Spanish, but I love, I love the, the Bible when I read my Bible in English. There's something that captivates my heart. There's something that, that not only captivates my heart, but, but gives, me, gives me strength. Amen. Thus saith the Lord. Thus, we don't stand here to tell you what we think. But we'll stand right behind this place to tell you, Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God. I just, I just love what he, what he tells to this valley of bones. I will lay sinew upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Resurrection is a wonderful day. It's a wonderful day of celebration because it, it's a statement again to a world who wants to live in wickedness. But it's also the very fact that, that, that gives us hope, that, that fills our hearts with hope. Because even though it's, it's, it's what gives us hope, Folks, we must, we, we must understand that God is in the business of giving life to those who don't have it. Amen. He is in the business of restoring, restoring a life, restoring. I was meditating this morning that uh, I'm, I'm 55 years young, not old, young. <laughs> That I have been saved for 27 years. Next year, it will be 28. And folks, I was 28 years old when I got saved. And I was thinking, what, what a life, 27 years, almost 29. What a difference from, from the first 28 years to the last 28 years. And I hope it's more than 28, by the way. If he, if he tears long. 
And I looked at the life that I had lived for 28 years without the Lord Jesus Christ. And I look at that day when I call upon his name and how he started to restore everything that I have messed up, if I could put it that way. Amen. He started to restore my life. He started to restore my heart. He restored my marriage. The life that I had, the, the, the family that I didn't have, he started to give, give, give to me. Resurrection is the cornerstone of the restoration of humanity. Amen. And we must take that message to them. Amen. That the Lord lives. He lives. Amen. How do I know that? Because he lives within my heart. Amen. Amen. Jesus can restore a life, a marriage, a community, a city, a nation. He can restore the world as well. Thank you, folks. Pastor. I have a time of communion now. You know, I love the reading of the resurrection story. They say never give a pastor a microphone. But I wanted today to do a little something different. Yes. For, um, for our communion meditation. Um, because the story that happens in Luke 24, right after um, Peter uh, gets to the tomb and sees the linen and wonders what happens is, is the story of the road to Emmaus. And, and it goes like this. is Now on the same day, two of them were going to a village um, called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened, and they talked and discussed these things with each other. Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still on their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, are you only a visitor to Jerusalem and do not know what things have happened here in these last days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women said, but him they did not see. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them, what was said in the scriptures concerning himself. And as they approached the village they were going, they ate together, and they urged him to stay with them. So he went, and they broke bread, and they gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. And then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared out of their sight. Friends, if Jesus came near you, would you know? Do you know of the Savior 
was walking right by you today, I urge you, if you have not received the gift of God, eternal life through Christ Jesus, for you to make that decision today. Amen. And because as we're about to have communion, we'll have the ushers come, come up. Uh, if you are with us today and you've received Christ as Lord of your life, then I urge you to take it, take the, the bread and the cup that signify his body and his blood that were broken and poured out for us. Now we're going to pass out the elements um, to each side. We'll start with the bread and then we will go with the juice. And uh, please hold on to these symbols and we'll take them one another with one another after I pray. So ushers, go ahead and please pass out the bread first and then the juice. And I'll pray and we'll take it together. 